Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Bavarian Podcast Works Preview Show. My name is Chuck Smith and today I'm going to be talking about the upcoming Germany versus Portugal match at the Euros. And obviously for Germany this is a crucial, crucial match. Uh, after its 1-0 loss to France, Germany is in a very precarious position against a very strong Portugal side that will be looking to kick the Germans while they are down. Uh, obviously, if you've been following our website, BavarianFootballWorks.com, over the course of this week or listening to the podcast we've been producing daily, wrapping up each day of the Euros, or if you even caught the weekend warm-up, we've been touching on Germany's situation throughout the week and just how hard this game will be for the Germans, uh, especially knowing that they have some pressure on them to perform. And it's not like... They just have the pressure to win. They need to have a really, really good performance. Uh, obviously, a loss would be uh, an absolute killer for Germany. It wouldn't mean that they are eliminated from the Euros by any means, but uh, it will make things very difficult for the Germans uh, to be in a good spot coming out of group play. Uh, this could be a uh, <laughs> you know one of those games where uh, as as the famous expression from Little Carmine on The Sopranos uh, went, uh, we are at the crossroads of a precipice here if we are Germany. Uh, they need this game uh, for a million different reasons, obviously for the win, but uh, they need to play well. They need to establish themselves, and, and they need to remember who they are. And for a while now, it just seems like they have not. They've been, uh, as Jake would say, toothless. Uh, with their attack and uh, even though they played fairly well defensively against France uh, they just did not do enough to even garner one point in the match so uh, obviously Portugal is one of these teams that is pretty talented from top to bottom Uh, if you look at the projected lineups for this game you'll see that Cristiano Ronaldo is obviously the key player for Portugal, but he has a lot of support, uh, including from Bruno Fernandes, Bernardo Silva, Diego, Diogo Jota, uh, Rafael Guerrero, Nelson Semedo, Pepe, Ruben Diaz. I mean, they <laughs> that is a strong lineup, no matter how you uh, how you slice it. And we didn't even get into the midfield yet behind Fernandes. So uh, Portugal is really poised and. Uh, they are ready for this type of battle. And it's, you know, it's really unfortunate that Germany was grouped with both France and Portugal in group play. Uh, <laughs> I don't think things could have gotten much more difficult for the Germans than they did. Uh, as for the Germany squad, Yogi Love has some very interesting choices to make. Uh, obviously, we're not going to see any changes across the back line. I think that uh, Antonio Rudiger, Mats Hummels, and, and Matthias Ginter are all pretty solidified in their spots. I mean, I guess we could see Nicolas Sula break through. I mean, I would like to see that. But uh, at this point, it seems like Yogi is uh, pretty content to use Ginter there out as the right center back in the back three. Manuel Neuer obviously will be between the sticks. Uh, Yogi Love indicated today that he expects Joshua Kimmich to maintain his position uh, on the right flank, which I think is going to send a lot of people in Germany groaning. I think it was tough enough uh, once we started to hear a little bit about how this lineup was going to be set, but people were 
we're really hoping to see a back four to help stabilize things, but it's uh, it's not happening. And uh, it looks like we'll be back with the 3-4-3, and Robin Gosens is expected to be on the left flank, and the midfield is once again going to be Tony Kroos and Ilkay Gundogan, uh, despite the fact that it was a very lackluster effort from the midfield against France. Now, France has the capability to make any midfield look pretty lackluster, but Gundogan and Cruz just did not look like they were quite ready for that type of attack, that type of uh, <laughs> just play from France's midfield. And, and it showed, um, you know, I, I really think Germany could use Leon Goretzka, but I do understand Yogi Love's point that Goretzka has not played in something like five weeks now. Uh, to throw him in uh, to this kind of match without gameplay, it's almost setting him up for failure. And as much as it might be tough for Bayern Munich fans or Germany fans to accept, uh, it's just not the right time for Leon Goretzka right now. But it could be the right time for Florian Neuhaus. Uh, I think we saw what, what we are going to see from Kroos and Gundogan. It's not any knock on them as players, but uh, they're very, very similar and I don't think that either one offers enough of a differentiation from the other to really give uh, the lineup much to work with in terms of the midfield. So this is really going to be key. And I think if, uh, if, if Germany struggles once again, I think the fingers are going to point at Yogi Love. But I do think that the midfielders are going to take a decent amount of heat on this. Um, and, and, you know, again, Yogi has kind of put himself in these situations by making some really stubborn decisions in the past, by refusing to uh, change things up when they're not working. And uh, it just seems like, you know, right now Germany fans are Charlie Brown. They're ready to kick the football and Lucy just pulls it away every time. So, um, you know. <laughs> That's that's just the way things are going. If you think it's going to change and you're going to get a different result from him, you typically don't. Um, you know, and as far as the attack goes, you know, Serge Gnabry was not great. Kai Havertz was obviously not great. Uh, Thomas Muller was was decent. I would say he wasn't excellent by any means, but he was good at best along that front line. Uh, but again, uh, the expectations are that we're going to see the same trio up top. There was some thought that Timo Werner could be used to provide a little bit of a jolt uh, in terms of his speed. Uh, we have not heard much about Leroy Sané potentially getting the call, uh, which, I again, I kind of agree with because I just don't think he's been all that impressive. And, and listen, honestly, none of this forward group has been all that impressive. Uh, if factor in the performance against France and then how they did in the two friendlies leading up to the Euro tournament. Uh, it, it really is disappointing because and everyone can bemoan the lack of a striker right now or a true striker right now. And it's a good, solid point. I mean, it's it's the truth. There is no target, man. There is no Robert Lewandowski, no Erling Haaland, you know, no Luis Suarez. It's not happening. None of those types of players are here and available to Germany. But you would like to think that with the coaching staff you you have that has been working with these players extensively for almost five years now, that they would be able to create some kind of system, some kind of tactics to allow Germany 
to use the players that they have to the best of their ability. And that's where I think Yogi Love has really, really been disappointing. Uh, he's had this group. He took this group to the 2017 Confederations Cup, a B team. This was the second-rate team. This was not by far not Germany's A team. And they won it with a good, young team that was aggressive and creative. And that vibe has been gone since that time. I mean, we saw in basically every competition since then, Germany has been flat and lackluster. Uh, wooden and laconic, some might say. Um, that's just how they've been. And it's disappointing, I think, to every Germany fan to see how they have played over the course of the last three to four years. Uh, so when we look at how the two teams match up, obviously Germany is going to be on its heels a lot. Portugal is going to push the pace at Germany. They're going to try and attack on the counter. They're going to try and spring Cristiano Ronaldo free as much as they can and unleash him against the back line of Germany. I don't know how successful they'll be. I would hope Yogi Love is conservative enough with his approach on the back line to maintain or actually to contain Ronaldo and not prevent him from killing you. The question then becomes, if they put so much focus on Ronaldo, can they stop other players from causing the damage? Uh, obviously, Bruno Fernandes, Bernardo Silva, they are players who could step in and really pick up their own game to pick up the slack if Germany is able to stifle Cristiano Ronaldo a bit. And let's be honest, it is extremely hard to stifle Cristiano Ronaldo for long. So at this point, I think Germany has to be looking at not just finding ways to adapt and work through their defense, but they're going to have to be far more creative with their passing and look for quick counters to take advantage of what should be a pretty good speed advantage along the front line against the Portugal defense. And this is where I think not having Werner or, or not using Sané where the, it really could uh, impact uh, Germany's attack. Now, obviously, Gnabry and Kai Havertz are, are speedsters in their own right, and Thomas Muller, while not known for his speed, is always seems to find his way on the break and do rather well when he's moving at full speed. So I'm not, not overly worried about it, but I do think if Gnabry starts to struggle playing in a more narrow position, if Kai Havertz has another game where he doesn't look comfortable on the ball and he's forcing things and just not making good decisions, then I think you have to have a quick hook. I think you have to look for Timo Werner. I think you have to look for Leroy Sané and hope like hell that those two players can pull something together, something they haven't shown in a while for Germany. Uh, despite the fact that both had goals in the, friend, in, in the friendly against Latvia, they haven't really shown any extended or consistent quality of play of late and that's what I think people want to see from them uh, I think that players like Werner and Sonny both have the requisite talent they have the ability to break through and make an impact but do they have the confidence level right now and if anything the biggest anchor to both of those players is they don't look confident in anything they're doing it seems like they're second guessing every move that they make so um, it's really going to be a battle of attrition seeing who can break through the other squad's back line. And while I did pick France to beat Germany 3-2, uh, I was obviously off in the amount of offense that we would see in that game, but I never felt like Germany at this stage of the tournament was going to be able to challenge France. So I was 
pleasantly surprised by the fact that they were able to keep it to a one-goal game and play France so well and control possession and control the pace of the game for so long. Can they do it against Portugal and get the result that they need? I think they can. I'm stupid, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm still. If you listen to the earlier podcast, the weekend warm-up from today, you obviously know I had a little bit too much to drink last night, so maybe I'm still feeling the after effects of that. I'm going to say Germany wins this one 2-1. Uh, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just out of answers. Maybe I'm just, uh, you know, a hopeful optimist in this. But I, I feel like at some point Germany has to break through and beat some opponent that's of some sort of quality. Uh, and, and I don't want to knock Hungary because they've obviously been pretty good in this tournament. I don't think Germany beating them is any sure thing. But, uh, you know, beating Portugal carries a lot more weight. It's the type of victory that if, if a team like Germany can, can get a nice win over Portugal, they can build momentum from that. And I think even in with the loss over France, Germany took some good things away from that. Obviously, they didn't do much good offensively, but they realized that they can hang with France. They're not that far away from competing with them. And let's be honest, if they were a little more precise in the final third with their passing, if they were a little more creative with their runs, if they could finish a little better, that game could have easily been tied. And sure, you could go back the other way and say, well, France easily could have had three goals if, if anyone could have stayed onside. True. There's no doubt about that. But hey, that's why the game is played. So if I'm Germany, I take a lot of good things out of France. I'm a, probably a little frustrated with uh, the ongoing offensive problems. But I feel good going into Portugal. I feel like if Germany can get that first goal, they're going to be in control and in good shape. And I think that they just need to keep going and going and going and press Portugal and keep the pressure on them and not let Portugal break on those quick counters. Uh, That's obviously going to be the big thing to look at. If Cristiano Ronaldo gets out on a quick counter, it could be it for Germany. So again, we will go with 2-1, a win for Germany. Hopefully that's how it plays out. If not, we are either going to have to get taps or like the Undertaker theme song for Jake when he does the recap because his last <laughs> his last podcast, I felt like he was giving a eulogy and not recapping the game. So, uh, you know, I love Jake. He does a great job with that. He was uh, far from optimistic about that result, and he was uh, – uh, definitely not feeling the positivity that that I took from it. So, um, and it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, at BFW we had a very very split staff on how people felt about it. Um, I was in the minority with a couple of other people uh, that felt like hey, it was a good result for Germany. Uh, obviously frustrating in some areas, whereas other people were just you know like I said. You could have queued up Paul Bear or whoever the hell the Undertaker's manager was back in the day. I'm not sure. I think that was his name, but could have queued him up. You could have gotten the music going and uh, had everyone dressed in black because it was it was sad for a lot of people. So uh, thanks again for listening. Hopefully you've enjoyed these pre these preview shows. Uh, you know, this one is a, is a tough one to look at for Germany, but let's all hope for the best. Let's have a good weekend and we will see you next time.